My friends, as you can see, I'm back. I'm back. And you're probably not surprised, but I'm back. This is what I'm thinking about a lot today. If you are here, I imagine you'll find my journey on and off and on and off these different apps useful, especially if you're a creator. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm putting this I'm live on Twitch right now, and then I'm in my studio recording this for YouTube and my podcast. And what I'm back is, I'm back posting on Facebook and TikTok, even shitty old Hive. I'm posting on Hive again, and uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm back to posting on all these because... When I was gaming, it made sense to just focus and do all gaming content. When I was totally focused on Twitch, it made sense to just... I got tons of followers just by being live more hours on Twitch. People don't cross over platforms that often. So the people that are on Facebook tend to stay on Facebook and they don't, maybe 1% of the time or less, will actually cross over to another platform. What's up, Sizzler? Nice to see you. Thanks for being the first on the stream today. So uh, this means these platforms are very siloed. Now, sure. What's up, Michelle? Good to see you. Hey, what's up, Nick? So these platforms are very siloed, where people that are on YouTube often don't want to come over. What's up, Shannon? Nice to see you today. Johnny? Steven? What up? So... I'm back posting on all the platforms, but I'm done game streaming. And I'm just going to put up life coaching stuff. Like, that that some days is going to mean just me talking about whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I'm learning. I think that can be one of the best ways to coach is to share what I'm learning. And then if you're having a similar learning experience, it works good. Yes, Sizz, Sizzler, I'm a... I don't have an all-in on crypto yet. I'm looking for one. I'm just cashing out of the Gods Unchained. So I've been kind of feeling sad and depressed about coming back on some of these platforms. What's up, Crazy Joe? How'd you find us here on Twitch today? I was feeling kind of depressed, especially on Facebook, because on Facebook had a very love-hate relationship with the platform, and uh, it looks like most of the, my old monetization violations and issues are gone on there. And uh, there's just a limited originality of content flag. So spent time sending an email to the appeals at fb.com address to see if they could get that back. On Hive, there were a bunch of down votes and crappy comments. But, and I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'm not going to post there anymore. But why not? If people are going to read my stuff on Hive, I might as well put it up there. And on TikTok, I was really depressed with, you know, I had like I have like 29,000 followers on TikTok. I've got millions of views. And uh, I'm like, why, why even put videos up if they're going to get like 50 views? Like, well, 50 views is a lot more than zero. If you want a shirt, I'm planning to put all my shirts on eBay. I would love some advice on that. What's up, JF91? Nice to see you. Thank you, Crazy Joe. You've been following me on Facebook and YouTube and now on Twitch. Nice. So I I really like that Elon Musk has bought Twitter. That gives me a lot of hope for Twitter as a, more of a free speech platform. And it's great because we're, we're getting to see how platforms, how companies like Apple are actively censoring or forcing censorships on the apps. So some of these platforms may not want to censor, but these companies like Apple are bullying them into censoring. And they're doing things behind the scenes. And they're not being open or transparent about it. And I'm glad Elon Musk is bringing these things out on Twitter. I've had a very... Instagram's the only platform I have never really went viral on out of these. All these other ones I've gotten... You know, we've went viral on all the rest of them. Instagram, I've had a real negative attitude about. But I figure, look, if I can put up a video that might help somebody, then I might as well do that, right? And one thing that's been nice with gaming, the earnings gaming have been so low and so pathetic that it's put things in perspective. Like, you know what? 
screw the earnings. I'm just going to put up whatever I've got to say on all these platforms every day. And I'm not even going to read what people reply. Like, I don't... I don't need to know what somebody that is having a bad damn Facebook and dumps on my video has to say. I will watch my Twitch comments live and uh, I will pay attention to my Discord and my Telegram chat. And if you want, on uh, you can have an ex on Twitch, you can exclamation point any of those. I've got, for some reason, we can't get the Discord yet on my website. But on my website, I've got links to all my stuff too. So if you want to be like a real try hard and follow everywhere, it's on my website. But I got into a pretty bad attitude a lot of these platforms before. And yeah, the, the earnings have plummeted since I was doing my streams and I was a partner on Facebook Gaming. I was making like 10 grand a month on Facebook Gaming. And now uh, let's just, well, to simplify it, the total is 25,000 for the whole year. And nearly all of that was from Facebook Gaming at the beginning of the year. So the earnings have plummeted, but I don't even need to make money either. I mean, you know, a thousand bucks to me is like barely making money. Uh, I don't have hardly any expenses. My wife pays for most everything. She's got a great job. I've already got the whole studio set up here, and I've got a bunch of stuff I can sell. I'm planning to sell my PS5 and my Xbox Series X. If you'd like to buy that, I'm thinking of putting it on eBay so that if any of you wanted to buy it, you could buy the one I had. Crazy Joe, I appreciate you following for a while. Oh, and so one of the big things too with coming back to these platforms is I've been so stuck on every platform since I started being a creator 11 years ago on that I've got to get views. And I got to make stuff that people want to watch. Now, sure, I should be considerate of you when I make things. But... I'm coming back to these platforms with my shorts and reels and TikToks with, I need to put out a message that's worth hearing. And that generally be whatever I'm really passionate about sharing that day. And I'm kind of scared to come back. Hey, JF, thanks for the sub. Oh yeah. Another sub. I think that's, we're going to hit 50 subscribers on Twitch. Thank you very much for a sub on Twitch, JF. I really appreciate it. Spend it on Bitcoin. All right, you let me know. All right, so... And if, if you're not happy here, we're going to go ahead and get you out of here. So you're... You're going to... It's nice on Twitch because... It's... <laughs> I've I just timed out somebody who is not being nice. Michelle, I did have merch on my website. I took it off. So I've been kind of afraid to come back to these platforms because I know I can get a lot of attention on these platforms. And sometimes it's too much. And I'm glad I feel like I'm coming back with a great balance of I know what I need to create. I know what I need to give. And that's what needs to be delivered. And uh, I don't need to just be doing stuff trying to get views. With being a life coach, I've really tapped into my message. Like my message is about, you know, life coaching. And that's the stuff I've got to give. And I don't care if only 50 out of my 29,000 followers watch it on TikTok or whatever on these other platforms. If anybody's going to watch it and it has a chance to make somebody else different, I don't care if the platform's not even giving me any money and... Uh, you know, they're kind of purely exploiting me, let's say, like their con my content's making them money and I'm getting nothing, as is the case on Facebook right now. Although, hopefully with this limited originality flag, hopefully we can get that cleared up. And I think supporters are unlocked again on Facebook. As far as I could see, it looks like you can be a supporter again on Facebook. I'm not going to be live on Facebook, but... I'm planning to just go live on Twitch because we have such a nice community here. And Twitch is just for live streaming. And then I can put videos up on all these other ones. So I'm really grateful. I got a new attitude that I just need to say what really needs to be said that might help somebody else out. And the views and the money are not up to me. I've got enough views and I got enough money. And I've actually been scared to come back to these platforms because... 
You know, part of me very much does not want to be any more well-known than I'm already. I already get recognized. Sometimes people just see me and they're like, "Are you? you look familiar. I'm like, all right, what is it? I changed my race. Nope, that's not it. How about YouTube tutorials? Nope, that's not it either. Facebook gaming? Nope. How about Steam? Oh, yeah, you crypto. You're the crypto YouTube dude. All right, there we go. <laughs> so I, I don't like... I mean, being uh, I'm well enough known already, and in some ways I was hiding from these platforms, but it was also really helpful for a detox. It was really helpful for a detox to get off of like interacting on these platforms. Flex Rifle says, what did I recover from? I, uh, lots of different things. Alcoholism and gambling addiction were two of my most acute addictions, but I also had... Uh, sex addiction, pornography addiction, overeating, compulsive eating, and just more of an addiction to drama also, or to thinking. Sir Rush says social media toxic shock syndrome. The, the, these platforms, I was looking at them with kind of a negative attitude. And yes, there are a lot of bad vibes, manipulative frequencies, misinformation, there's a lot of crap on these platforms to be sure. What's up, Breaking FB? Nice to see you. Thanks for your first time chat on on Twitch. How have you been? However, I tend to see life as more of a neutral experience. Like, I'm not good or bad. It depends on who you ask. You ask some people, I'm the epitome of the devil. You ask other people, I'm the second coming of Christ. And you know, most people have an opinion somewhere in the middle of there, but you know, these platforms are just doing their best within the system they're in. You know, Facebook's is and Facebook was just doing their best and their best in 2021 was making me a partner, giving me a whole bunch of views and attention and a whole bunch of money. In 2022, it was demonetizing me and then, uh, you know, saying, like patting themselves on the back. Like, we did a good job with that one, didn't we? And, uh, you know, the best TikToks, best was, you know, blowing up some of my videos and at various points, taking some of my videos down, putting some of them back up after I appealed, blowing my videos up viral, suspending my entire account, putting my account back up, taking my live streams down, putting them back up, giving me money on the creator fund, and then ultimately not giving many, me as many views as I thought I deserved on each video. Like, that's their best. You know, when I, it takes a minute to upload a video to TikTok, if I have the chance to help somebody, I'll put it on TikTok. And if there's any other platforms you think I should create on, I'd love to know on Twitch or in my Discord or my Telegram, which are the only places I'm, I'm able to read what you have to say. So I'm coming back to these platforms. Maybe on Twitter, I'll read and interact a bit more, but... Hey, what's up? Hey, nice to see you, Faithful Mommy. How have you been? I've I've unfollowed... Well, I've either not been using... Like Facebook, I didn't even bother unfollowing people. I just stopped using it. On some platforms, I unfollowed a whole bunch of people too. And because you, when you follow a bunch of people to watch Gods Unchained, for example... And then you don't want to play Gods Unchained anymore. I don't want to watch Gods Unchained either because, you know, if I keep watching it, at some point I'll probably play it on stream again. So I'm also, it's been challenging over the years because I've been doing so many different things on all these platforms. You know, I've, I, I put up gaming videos, I put up life coaching videos, I put up comedy videos. And then people confuse the the serious, like I'm hey, I'm changing my race. Like, no, this isn't funny, this is serious. <laughs> you know, though that's comedy. He's just being stupid. So it's understandable. I I'm back on these platforms with one mission. My mission is to help transform consciousness on this planet, help human beings have a Star Trek future, help us work together more effectively, help to, to be a life coach. And to be a leader, a forerunner of human consciousness that is aimed at a like kind, loving, let's take care of each other, let's be honest, let's be open, you know, to lead and put that out on all these platforms. So, 
that gives me one clear mission each day, which is nice. Now I'm and over time this will help a lot because if you followed on Facebook for Warzone and I put up a bunch of life coaching stuff, well that's annoying if you're expecting Warzone or that's why you followed. So we will need to go through a process of elimination on some of these. But I'm really excited to just post the same, you know, with the same vibe, no more gaming videos. It's all on all these platforms, like on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, I'm mainly just going to post shorts or reels or TikToks because, and that's good for me. And then I can ramble on and on when I'm live on Twitch and then upload that to YouTube and my podcast. But I'm excited on then on the then that's the long format and then uh, each day I'll take in a minute or less and kind of put a key point in or a key update in bioweapons nice to see you oh my goodness see now that's bioweapons says your Amazon Prime videos were helpful back in 2017 nice that's old school that's old school that you remember those that's before most people followed Lisa says, it was kind of cool seeing your reel on Facebook. Thank you very much, Lisa. I really appreciate your support. And I realize in being considerate of each of you that, you know, some of you like to hang out on Facebook every day and maybe you're having a nice experience on Facebook. Maybe you're out there helping people. You're in Facebook groups. You're lifting people up. You're connecting with your friends. You're helping people not feel lonely. Maybe you're having real conversations you know, maybe sometimes you get sucked into drama, but maybe using Facebook is a good experience for you overall. And there's no reason for me not to show up there and be a part of that when it's easy for me to do. And if I don't get any money off it, so what? Yesterday, I got rejected for my podcast advertising. I applied, and they have good ad rates on there, like 10 or $13 CPM, which if you have a 1,000 people listen to an episode, you get 13 bucks. And they rejected me because I didn't have enough listeners on my podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I mean, Wilson, thanks for the follow. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to get some money off my podcast, but I don't put my podcast up for the primary purpose of making money. I put it up so that it'll help somebody. And uh, the gaming recently has been a very good reality check because the other times I tried to do coaching... I got too frustrated with the lack of immediate results and I got really into selling all my stuff. Like I got to sell sell coaching calls and make money that way and get these big numbers. And now I'm like, after doing gaming for so long and seeing the ups and downs, I'm like, if I sell one $150 coaching call on my website a month, that'll beat out what I'm currently doing on gaming. You know, considering I'll keep being on Twitch Wilson, what did you miss? I'm not sure. Where where was the last thing you heard? Sir Rush, you're scared for me? <laughs> I don't even remember what you... I don't even remember what I just said. Hey, JF says the new COD is good. I don't know if you've played. I've watched many hours of you getting the Juggernaut on Warzone. Nice. I... Uh, if I play the new... Uh, if I play the new Warzone, I'm going to play it off stream. Because I uh, I cannot separate what I want to do in terms of like, I'm, I'm not doing gaming anymore. There's so many people playing so many games, I'm not needed there. And uh, hey, what's up? Superman Crypto, I'm, I'm all in on being a life coach professionally. And in terms of crypto, I'm going to keep watching your streams until something strikes me. Until until I see something. I'm going to just keep hanging out until I see an investment that looks and maybe it'll be a maybe I won't go all in. Maybe I'll do a portfolio. Maybe I'll put, you know, you know, 20% into near, 20% into four others. So, I'm looking to I'll build a crypto portfolio from scratch again. <laughs> which is funny. Kojo, what's up, Kojo? Nice to see you today. So, yes, I'm I'm no longer doing any gaming publicly. 
I've been looking to figure out what do I need to deliver? What do I have to give that you really want? And let me just give that. So the life coaching is the main thing I have to give. And I've noticed that's the main thing people want too. Like the reason there were so many donations and stars and views on my gaming videos is because of the life coaching that was in those videos. Now, sure, some of them went viral just because I played an old game, but what really got it to go viral is the conversations I had while I was playing the game. All the big stuff that was given on Facebook gaming, it was really the life coaching and people seeking attention for themselves that got all that in. So the life coaching is the core of what I have to offer. The gaming, as I always said, was just a background. So it's time to strip the background. And if I wanna play video games, I'm gonna do it off stream. So I've thought about Warzone 2 a little bit, but the idea of installing Warzone and playing it off stream is kinda like, eh, I'm sure I got something better to do than that. Like I have a garden I want to get to work on outside. I wanna help my mother get her house organized. I wanna spend, do some more stuff with my kids. I wanna to go to lunch at my daughter's school. And what I love about my new schedule is it doesn't take that long to make a short, you know, a reel or a TikTok. I can do that in like 10, 20 minutes. And to do a one hour or less live stream and upload it to YouTube and my podcast, The Jerry Banfield Show, you know, I basically have about an hour and a half or two hours a day of, you know, work as a life coach in terms of just creating content. And then if I have a call occasionally for 150 bucks or somebody buys a coaching package, that'll be plenty of money. And I won't have to ask my wife for money anymore, which is really nice. So I'm back with lower expectations. Like, I'll just put stuff up and, you know, if I don't sell a coaching call for three months, it doesn't matter. Because I know, you know, 99.9% .9 of you that watch and listen don't need to buy a coaching call. You should just go work with somebody for free that you know in person or go volunteer somewhere. You don't need to pay to talk to me. D Charbs 99 thanks for the follow. Oh, we got another one? Wow, that it's nice. I haven't, we've timed out three people today. I haven't timed out three people on Twitch in quite a while. The Gods Unchained community was really supportive and positive. I don't think I ever timed out anybody playing Gods Unchained. Darian says, what's the meaning of life for me? The meaning of life is to enjoy the experience, to create the experience, you know, so it's kind of in the joy of creating. And in terms of, so that's on kind of an esoteric level or emotional, personal level. So on a, on a human level, to me, the meaning of life is to connect with and help others and to experience the joy and all the other stuff. You know, the joy of being myself and to get out there and help other people. And uh, I was, I did really well experiencing the joy of being myself a lot in my life, but I was lacking on the getting out there and helping other people. And what leaves, and some people are the opposite. They do real good helping other people, but they don't experience the joy of, their own being, their own body, their own life, their own passions. Like they help other people and sacrifice for other people all day and and then feel sorry for themselves and don't get to really enjoy just being in their own body. So to me, the meaning of life is enjoy the experience and get out there and help somebody else and even enjoy the ups and downs of the experience. Like the last couple of days, I've well, the last week I've had significant emotional ups and downs. Like I got so up and inspired about the life coaching and then I've been kind of down and depressed the last couple of days. Like, wow, this practically is a pain in the butt, isn't it? I need to sell a thousand Gods Unchained cards. I need to edit, make a whole new website. Darian, I'm glad you appreciate the move. And Michelle, I was thinking about Michelle also. Michelle and like Breaking FB. You know, each of you that really love the life coaching, I'm uh, intending to be more considerate of your time because, you know, it's unreasonable to do a four-hour live stream and uh, to think that, you know, 99.9% .9 of you've got that kind of time. But, 
you know, I do a little short on Facebook and all these other places each day. You know, maybe a 15, 20, 30 second video each day. You have time for that and that could be helpful. And then maybe occasionally you come by and hang out while I'm live for an hour or less on Twitch. Like, you know, that's that's more considerate of your time. One thing that struck me with Mr. Beast's videos is he talked about like being considerate of people's time. Like if he's gonna ask people to watch a video, you know, every second of the video should like, do people need this? Should this be taken out? What should we do here? Like to be very considerate of the time. Now, if, if you're on an hour long live stream, you know, this is more of a long format, real conversation. So Kojo says the Reels Master. What I'm very interested in going back into these platforms is the lack of a desire to blow up, to to hit huge views and stuff. It's I've been getting almost no views on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram lately. And you know, the YouTube's a little bit below, a little bit above no views. And uh, I don't need to I don't need to get any more views than I'm given. So if I put a video up on TikTok and it gets 10 views, then that's I'll take it. You know, that's 10 more than 0. If I put it up on Facebook and it gets 10,000, I guess that's how many people needed to watch it. So I'm done with all gaming. I'm done doing anything except life coaching online. Life, if I want a job, I want a career, I want a profession and being a gaming streamer is not the career and profession I want. And sometimes you just have to do it to figure it out. Like it's not the thing I want to do for the long term. Life coaching is my passion and I've been doing that no matter what else I've been doing, I've been doing life coaching. No matter how, where I've been and what I've been doing, the life coaching's been in there. It's been the one constant of my creativity. What's up, Just Noel? Nice to see you today. Michelle says I'm here for you. I appreciate you you being here, Michelle. And I'm I'm grateful that I've got a format now that's real nice. Like I just go live on Twitch. That's just for the people who love lives and want to interact and chat. And then I'll put videos up everywhere else. I'll put a recording up. I like that I've got a format that's considerate of your time. So you, you can essentially get the best of what Jerry Banfield has to offer in the shortest period of time. Instead of you know having to hang around and hope, hope something decent comes out during a, a gaming stream. So I do love Gods Unchained as a game. I can't see playing Gods Unchained on, with budget decks though. And right now, I'm gonna take a break from gaming altogether. And if there's any game I do want to play, I am going to play it off stream. And it's interesting to think like, you know, if I'm gonna play a game on stream, I kinda have to go for views and money. At least one of the two. Because it seems just totally stupid to play a game on stream without even considering views and money and then I don't have a job or a career either. Like, all right, what are we doing with our life here? Laura says sometimes I may take things too seriously. Like maybe you don't need to do anything right now. I'm like, oh no, I need to do something. I need to be out there helping people as much as possible in whatever I consider work. And therefore I look at it, my job now is do a live on Twitch to put on YouTube and my podcast an hour or less a day and put a short up every day on all these platforms. That's my job. And then I'm available for one-on-one -on -one calls and I respond to my Discord and my Telegram chat. If you want to chat while I'm offline, Discord and Telegram is the way to do that. And that, and then I take calls if somebody wants to have, you know, if one out of a thousand people needs to have more of a full, you know, the highest level of experience, then I do maybe a call or two a day, and that's my job. Then I can do whatever else outside of that. If I wanna play some video games, you know, if I wanna screw around, play a couple hours of Warzone, I can just do that on my own time. And it's interesting to see, looking at video games when they compete with everything else I want to do, versus like when I was streaming, that's kind of a protected, no competition environment. Whereas, you know, my time playing video games has to compete with my time with my kids and, and doing the dishes. Now, that's a, a serious level of competition because I hate having the sink full of dishes. 
I finally got to the bottom of the dishes this morning. And it like bothers me in the background all day when my dishes are piled up. Like the first thing you hear when anybody's really let their life go, what was their house like? Well, I went into their apartment and there were dishes all over. Like that's the first thing that goes. You let the dishes pile up and pretty soon your whole life is totally screwed. And where did it start? The dishes. What were you doing instead of washing the dishes? <laughs> Sir Rush says, I support you. I'm sad. You're... Wait, what? I don't know. I'm not sure. I appreciate your support. And I've had a lot of experience live streaming with letting all kinds of different chat. And I appreciate having some mods on Twitch. And I get in there and mod myself too. I know it's important to not allow on the Twitch chat not allow all that to uh, look you're you're here chatting is a privilege and if we don't like the way you're if you're not contributing if you're not in the same vibe if you're not contributing to a good experience for us we're going to help you go somewhere else where you can have a better time and where your your contributions may be appreciated now on the rest of these platforms it's too much for me to moderate or have moderators like when I post a video trying to clean people up. It actually helps get more views when I post a video on Facebook and somebody comes in and is like, Jerry sucks. Then somebody else is like, no, he doesn't. He's the best. Somebody else is like, here's 10 reasons Jerry sucks. Well, here's 10 reasons you suck. Well, here's 10 reasons Jerry's awesome. I don't need to be in the middle of all those conversations. Like, y'all can, y'all can talk about all that all you want. So... I was too involved before when I was like on Facebook and TikTok. I was in there. I was reading the comments. I was getting butthurt at the comments. And I was trying to get my videos more views by, especially on Facebook, if I'd go in and reply to a bunch of the comments, the videos would crank out even more and more views. And I'm just going to let that go. Because <laughs> if you really have something to say, you'll like those of you on Twitch now, if you really got something to say, you'll come tell it to my face while I'm live. Or you can come pop into Discord and Telegram when I'm not live. <laughs> Bioweapon says dishes are the worst to clean. I love having dishes to clean because I'm cleaning my wife's dishes. I'm cleaning my daughter's dishes, my son's dishes, my mother's dishes. I love having dishes to clean because most of them aren't mine. It allows me to help out around the house and be useful. I damn sure I'm not paying somebody else to wash my dishes. The dishes that I ought to wash, I'm going to wash them. I'm a big believer and if you can do it for yourself and if the most joy is available from you doing it yourself, you should do it yourself. Now, I know some people might make that argument for sex, but I have more joy doing that with my wife. So then I, I don't do that myself because it's much more fun with somebody else. Whereas the dishes... I'd rather just be the one who washed the dishes. I like how I wash the dishes. Try and discourage Laura from washing the dishes. I'm like, no, no, let me do that. You go do something else. I'll, I'll get these dishes. Am I still black? I prefer to identify as God or, you know, immortal spirit energy, the creator of the universe. However, on a practical human level, that might be a bit too much. And it, I prefer that we transcend divisionary concepts like things like race that have been used to divide people and cause fights. That said, if it is your preference to put people in racial categories, I would like to be put in the black and African American category because that's how I feel inside. The same as some biological males feel like a woman inside and choose to identify as a woman some you know biological females feel like a man and choose to identify as a man i may look biologically white i don't feel white so yes if the short answer is yes and there was the long answer i know that i am god and so are all of you to me, that's the core teaching of Christ is that I am the truth, I am the way, and so are you. Even the least, heaven, I said that even the least among you 
All of you are gods. Even the least among you can do all that I've done and greater things. So if, to me, once you take away this body and this mind, once which one day this body and mind will be so gone, it'll be as if it never existed, and yet I will remain. Whoever I am that's here now has always been here and always will be here. And if you strip this mind and this body, God is all that's left. And if you take away your mind and your body, all that's left of you is God. And if you strip all of us away of our minds and our bodies and our stories, then all that's left is God. And God is, is both each individual part and the sum of all the total, too. Superman Crypto says, what is the kind of investor crypto you'd be interested in investing in? I love, I want a crypto that's well-rounded and ideally that is, ideally I'd like a layer one infrastructure because things like the layer twos add additional complexity and, you know, Immutable X is awesome but it also is not its own thing. Like it's totally dependent. Theoretically, they could put it onto another or something, but if, if I would love some cryptos that are, that are, that have good tokenomics too and that are diversified or not highly centralized. So to me, two of the best cryptos are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And what's interesting with Ethereum going to proof of stake it is, you know, it contrasts more nicely with Bitcoin. So some of the things Bitcoin does well, Ethereum proof of stake now kind of sucks in terms of like censorship and stuff. Ethereum proof of stake is is great for censorship. You just control the nodes and you control enough nodes and you can tell the other nodes what to do. Whereas Bitcoin is, yeah, so... Something like that has the potential to be like in, in the next Ethereum next Bitcoin and uh, all right so that's for kind of like a rest less risky investment so maybe a combination so like a, le a less risky more established investment and then on the other end something that is something in the riskier department that is just undervalued like that it's you know it's got a really good value proposition it is but it just for some reason is underappreciated so i would love some some hidden gems that are yeah so i guess two different things and i might as well just if i want to have a more of a safe or more established portfolio i might as well just get some bitcoin hold on to the ethereum i've already got grab some binance and call it a day right and then on the other end, I'd like some, maybe I'd like a fully diversified portfolio. I don't think I want to go all in again. I think I'd like a nice portfolio of, you know, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Binance. Those are all pretty safe, not very exciting in terms of they're probably not going to 10x, do more than a 10x in the next few years. Maybe they could. Pretty safe, but also pretty big market already too. And then maybe like a middle of the road, some of the potentially next Ethereum's like near, like Optimism, and then maybe some super risky plays that are that are just really undervalued and really appreciate underappreciated. So I I think I'd like to be well rounded next time. I've went all in a bunch, and the rest of me is well rounded. I think I want a well rounded portfolio going forward. Maybe. A, you know, maybe like a third in things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, Binance, a third in things like kind of mid-level, and then a third in things that are just undervalued potential 100Xs that could really carry the rest of the portfolio. And if they completely get lost, it's not a big deal. Newer coin that hasn't pumped or something established over years? Superman Crypto is such a great question. So I love the newer coins that haven't pumped. Because those are totally kind of, you, you have no idea how high they can go. And uh, something established over years, I like that too. Like I like if, to me, a, something that's been able to handle years is more of a proven commodity. So some small market cap that's sustained for years 
that's got a lot of promise, I'd probably pick that over the newer one. The newer ones can definitely make some good multipliers, but you know, a project that's a year old is not often truly worth that much. Compared to something that's because it hasn't really proven itself in all these different market conditions. Now, anything that's that can handle going through the bear market that we're in now, that's pretty good. But, you know, something that's handled a bunch of big ups and downs before and is still is still continuing to grow, like that to me has promise. Like It's like relationships. So, you know, anyone can be in a relationship for a month or a few months maybe even a year, like almost anybody can work, make even the crappiest relationship work for a short period of time. But it takes a lot more, there's a lot fewer relationships that have went to five years, to 10 years, to 20 years, to 50 years. Like my wife and I, our 10th anniversary is coming up and there's, out of all the relationships people have, very few make it to 10 years. Very few get to 10 years. So to me, a crypto that's been around longer, that's just for one reason or another undervalued, that's probably I'm looking more for an opportunity like that because you know, a lot of these cryptos are not going to make it in the long term. Something that's survived harsh conditions up and down for years probably has a much better chance of making it. Although they could be just about to quit and that's where you need somebody that can really do due diligence and tell the difference from you know what's something that sucks and is just sucked all the way for three years and they're about to pull the rug or you know which one has been just kind of having a hard time for three years but it's just about to catch a break and i'll be watching your channel to look out for those maybe i'll get like a 10 a portfolio like 10 different cryptos but i'm gonna watch your stream why i've i need a better strategy I've been using all different strategies and I think the diversified portfolio is the way for me to go because I don't need I don't I'd rather have a combination the diversity gives a combination of gain and risk which is good to me. 10 year solo is fine too. I spent I spent most of my life until I met my wife I was single. And uh, there's What's nice is appreciating the different cycles of life. Like there's a time to be single and by yourself. Like some of you ladies that were pretty and got right out there and found a man right away, you know, it might be, you might end up having your solo period like in your 50s or 60s, you know, because you just, somebody jumped on you first thing when you were, you know, you never got to have like, I had a long time single from, you know, I wanted to be with a girl since I could first remember. <laughs> I mean, I remember in elementary school always wanting, I had a girlfriend in first grade and then, then I was single for 10, 11 years from there. <laughs> I really missed my girlfriend from first grade. I just saw her name. I just found my first grade yearbook and I couldn't remember her last name and I found her in my first grade yearbook. Christina was her first name. I'm not going to look her up on Facebook, though. No, I think the time is past. I think the time is past. No, Jay says, Jay, what was actually challenging for me is the way I dressed. So I had a lot of lack of success with women until I asked a girl one day, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I struggling? She's like, your clothes are so ugly. You wear football jerseys and cargo shorts. You got to dress up nice and then girls will want to go out with you. And that worked really well. It, it was, I had a girlfriend within a few months of putting on some nice clothes and it was dumb how well that worked. And then once I got the police uniform on, you know, we just... They were either harassing me or I was harassing them, but there was constantly one around. <laughs> Superman says, I think my favorite series from you besides crypto was your Happier People podcast. Awesome, and that's exactly what I'm intending to do right here. So I'm intending the Happier People podcast to me is, 
I think that's one of the best things I've ever offered before. And that's what I'm intending to do. Instead of rebranding Jerry Banfield into anything else, my intention is just to basically do that. To each day put out something like the Happier People podcast. To just have some real conversations here, talk through things, put out some shorts with like the key learning opportunities. Yes, I was a correction officer and a police officer. GHL, nice to see you today. Hey, I'm glad you, GHL 2022 and Superman Crypto are in here together. I wanted to thank both of you and make sure you both knew GHL 2022 dropped five gift subs, subbed himself and threw some bits out here yesterday. That was the most action we've had on my Twitch stream in forever. So I really appreciate Superman Crypto bringing GHL 2022 into the community here and then GHL 2022 all of the all of the love all the the money you made it rain up in here yesterday I really appreciate it if you want to hear my police officer experiences I have a book on audible which is an audiobook and that's the best way to listen to it I narrate it eight hours of me talking about my time as a police officer very graphic stories not necessarily graphic in terms of like yucky things, but like language and you know my dark thoughts. I give it to you straight in the Officer Banfield book. Much, and maybe I will write a book, or maybe I will do another book at some point. I read a lot of books. To me, leaders are readers. How many of you in here read books on a regular basis? And it doesn't have to be books per se, but you, or you listen to like long format YouTube videos or podcasts. I find reading is something that really helps me expand my mind. In fact, part of my inspiration for going back into life coaching was I was listening to this book called Dark Fleet. And you can tell this guy's in the middle of his passion. He's talking about how the the Nazis in World War II are working with these reptilian extraterrestrials and that they actually made a colony in Antarctica, and that colony defeated the U.S. Navy in 1946. They made a base on the moon. They've got bases all over the solar system now. They infiltrated the U.S. government and co-opted the, you know, that the U.S. government through secret projects has been cranking stuff out that's been helping the Nazis build their, the Fourth Reich build up their space fleet. And I read another book about that called Series Colony Cavalier. So I was talking to my family members yesterday about this book and I hadn't seen them in quite a while. And they asked, well, that's a very interesting novel. I'm like, no, it's not a novel. This is nonfiction. This is what's really going on. This is a more accurate picture of history than you've been given. They were quiet for a while after that and asked some great questions. But the point of this, I, st I was listening to this book and like this guy is clearly in the middle of his passion. Like the author writing this book is like so hyped up and fired up about this stuff. You can tell just the ridiculous amount of hours he's put into looking all these things up and reading all this stuff other people have written. And he put a ton of energy and time into writing this book, getting it out there. And then I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, you know, what the heck am I doing with this gaming crap? Like, I've got stuff that I really am passionate about that I need to talk about. And it felt pretty silly to be live for five hours. And at no point did I talk about what I really needed to talk about that day. The book I'm talking about is called Dark Fleet. Dark Fleet. It's really good. So, Feel My Buddha, what's up, Feel My Buddha, says, what do you think about the moon landing? The moon landing was censored or filmed in a TV studio. So, in either scenario, the moon landing was not genuine. So, it was either censored and it really happened, and it was censored because there were extraterrestrials and UFOs monitoring the moon landing. Like, hmm... What's this little spaceship from the USA doing landing on the moon? From what I've read, the moon landing was real and the astronauts were being constantly and heavily monitored by extraterrestrials who already are 
on the moon and who actually told our astronauts, you're not allowed here, we don't want you here, stop coming here. And now all the missions to the moon have been kept secret since then. And John F. Kennedy, from what I've read, was part of the disclosure movement. John F. Kennedy said that he wanted to put a man on the moon because he already knew we already had people on the moon and he wanted the public he wanted a public space program so that the secrecy John Kennedy wanted to put all the secrets out and uh, he would not stop and be quiet and be reasonable and that's why he was assassinated because he was going to tell the truth about the Nazi infiltration of the United States in fact, the director of the CIA at the time and the secretary of state at the time, both according to the book Dark Fleet, both of them were worked with Hitler to get him funded and to get him elected as chancellor in Germany. Now, these are the secretary of state and the director of the CIA. And they're the ones who got John Kennedy out of the way and got Lyndon Johnson to install installed because Lyndon Johnson would do what he was told to do. And John F. Kennedy thought he was actually president. And he thought he was actually in charge. And it turns out the president, from all the stuff I've read, has not been in charge in a since Eisenhower. Eisenhower lost control of the military industrial complex, and the president has not actually been the commander in chief since then. In other words, the president is following orders. The president is taking orders from the secret government and military industrial complex. And the president is acting like he's commander in chief, but he really has no power. Faithful Mommy, you added Officer Banfield to your wish list. Nice. Bioweapons Snake, thank you very much for being here. I love. I love the what feels like a family we've got on Twitch. And I love having a smaller viewership with the... I mean, it's a bigger viewership than it used to be. Well, like the Gods Unchained streams are pumping up to too many viewers. Too many comments. So you said Lee Harvey was a patsy like he said himself? Yeah, ex yes. And the reason that he had to be gotten rid of immediately is because he wasn't the one who actually did it. Thank you very much, Faithful Mommy, for getting Officer Banfield on your wish list. I love the family we've got here on Twitch. And I love that I can put videos up on all these other platforms and then the people who really are hardcore will wander over to Twitch and that way I can listen and understand you better and I can base the videos I put up on the conversations we have on Twitch. I'm... I've been pretty down and sad over the last few days because, you know, I was loving playing Gods Unchained. I was having fun doing the gaming, but I was also feeling a lack of doing what matters the most. Feeling like I'm just kind of wasting my time, you know? And that's not a feeling I'm used to. For better or worse, I have a very purpose-driven life. Every part of my life feels uh, purposeful. Like, I'm picking my daughter up from school. I'm you know, hanging out with my mother. I'm going to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Maybe it would help me to have a little bit of my area, that a bit of my life that's designated as, you know, fun. And I'm, I'm excited that if I want to play, I'm not quitting playing video games. Unlike the other times I quit gaming, I quit gaming entirely. I'm not giving up playing video games. I'm just taking it offline. I'm excited for the idea that if I want to play video games, I can play them. And I can play them just for fun. Because that's how I played video games most of my life. I just played because I wanted to. Uh, for fun. I don't even know exactly what I'd want to play if I just played something offline. Lisa says, a dedicated one hour is perfect. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate your feedback on that. And I like I like limiting it to one hour because... You've got some you've got other stuff to do. And one hour's enough. Like if I've talked for an hour, for God's sakes, I need to be quiet after that. <laughs> I don't know what topic I'm gonna talk about tomorrow. One thing I've noticed in the past is I've I've tried too hard to like schedule topics in advance and 
pick all these topics and to optimize for how many views I'm going to get and and basically to not leave space for intuitive creativity. And what I'm intending to do now is not schedule any videos ahead of time, not film more than my one video per day because what I would get into also is I'd, like for the shorts, I would film sometimes 5, 10, 20 of those at once. And then I wouldn't even like some of them and wouldn't post them or I'd just... I want to let my intuition, let life guide me each day and just create what I've got each day. And if some days, you know, I barely got anything to, you know, can you picture me barely having anything to talk about? I want the topics to come up dynamically. Like I didn't know what I was going to talk about today until I just about went live. And I realized, you know what? I need to talk about coming back to Facebook and TikTok and Instagram because it felt kind of yucky yesterday. I felt kind of gross like thinking about coming back to Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and Hive. You know, I said on Facebook I was done posting. I said on Hive I was done posting. I said on YouTube I was done posting. I said on Twitter I was done posting. I didn't even care about Instagram or TikTok enough to tell everybody I was done there. I felt kind of yucky like, ew, I'm going back into these bad neighborhoods. But I realized that's my own bias. Facebook's not a bad neighborhood. It's, it is what you make of it. You can make it a bad neighborhood depending on what you engage with. Or you can make it a place where you're doing good and having a laugh and helping people. It's, you know, it's not good or bad. It's neutral. Exactly. What matters is when we lift each other up. Exactly. Ah, thank you. Faithful Mommy says you should add a text box that says live on Twitch at the end of your reel so people know here to come here for more content. I was thinking about that. And I'm like, do I want to try and get people over to Twitch? Because the people who are really hardcore will go to my website and they'll see that I'm live daily on Twitch right at the top of my website. And we have such a nice little community here on Twitch. You know, if we had 10 times as many people here, the chat would be 10 times as as full. And uh, I'm glad there have been enough, enough chats for me to keep up with, you know, just barely to handle my talking in the chats in this stream. So I will consider that. I've been thinking about, do I want to tell people that I'm live every day on Twitch? I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll do it naturally. I'm thinking I'll do it naturally. So I'll do a video saying, like, you know, I'll do a video like, you know, why I'm only live on Twitch or, or just mention it in the video. Like I, I've still, I go live, you know, I think I'll like put it in the video and do it naturally instead of having like a fixed thing. But I'll think about it. I, I value any of your ideas. I appreciate the suggestion too. I do love Twitch as a platform to follow me on because Twitch is the one out of all these platforms there's no algorithm to deal with on Twitch. Once you follow me on Twitch and you set the notifications up, they, they're very consistent. Whereas on Facebook, if you follow me, you may not even see anything I post. Same on YouTube and Twitch. I will make some efforts to bring people over to Twitch though. And I'll make sure it's not... I have been thinking about selling more calls too, but I'm really grateful that I see the calls will sell. I don't really have to do anything to sell the calls except show up and try and help somebody every day. I don't need to set a sales goal. I don't need to try and pitch the calls. If you've been following a while, you remember at various points I would, I would hard pitch scheduling a call with me. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to show up, try and help somebody every day. And sure, I'll mention you can go to my website and schedule a call if you want to. And I intend to practice patience. Yeah, the calls are going to sell themselves. And what may happen is that there might be quite a while where there's a call here and a call there. And then, you know, a person gets a coaching package with like 10 calls. And I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now I have to like limit maximum like two or three calls a day and keep raising the rates because the calls just get booked up constantly. So 
I'm gonna be very patient with the calls. The gaming really taught me patience. Because the gaming, clearly, you just gotta grind it endlessly. And I'm prepared to be very patient with the calls. In fact, right now, I don't need to sell any calls right now, which is really nice. I've got, you know, I'm, I just put 3,800 in the bank from Gods Unchained, so that's, that's nice. I got thousands more coming. I got a lot of things I want to do in my life, like I want to help my mom get settled into her house better. I've got a lot of other stuff to do, so now's a good time not to have very many calls. If I have a call or two a week, that'll be plenty. One a month? That's cool. And we're over an hour, so it's time to wrap it up. So I really appreciate your love and support, especially those of you that are watching on Twitch where... If you want me to read what you have to say, being on Twitch is the best way. I read almost every comment on Twitch today, responded to most of them. I love seeing so many of you that I haven't seen in a while, like Faithful Mommy. And so many of you that have came back over and over again, like Lisa, like Michelle. And yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for helping me turn this around mentally. I was feeling bad, like I was pouring myself out or something getting back on Facebook and I realized you know what maybe you know it's maybe it's not like that so I'll see each of you tomorrow I love you you're awesome and uh, yeah it's been it's been great I'll be back on tomorrow